Hello and welcome back to Something Cinematic, the movie and television podcast where we talk about what we've been watching. My name is George, and with me is Mike. How you doing? So this episode, we are going to do a top five list. Um, we're going to talk about our top five shows of all time. It was a pretty hard list. Yeah. Very hard list. I got pretty, pretty big in scope for us to, to go with here. Yeah. Yeah. Um, actually, before we get started, remember that you can find all, all of our episodes on our website, somecinema.com, and on iTunes, and please subscribe. Subscribe um, and rate. And rate. That all helps. Yes, definitely. So uh, please do that. Yeah, so I guess we're just going to kick it right off, and we're going to start with my number five. So my number five show of all time is Doctor Who. Doctor Who is, you know, this sci-fi show of BBC, has a humongous following about this time lord that time travels in his TARDIS. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's it's an awesome show. I would have loved to see a little bit more of Eccleston. I wish he lasted more than one season. Well, yes, he was the best director. Yeah. yeah. I've actually only seen Eccleston and Tennant, but, uh, I, you know, I love the show. Tennant is, is, is really, uh, he grew on me, but it's a really fun show to watch, you know, and... Mm-hmm. Uh, it's action-packed, but it also has... Uh, it can be dramatic and funny when it wants to be, you know? Uh-huh. Yeah, it's just a really fun show to watch. Silly and real. I, I kind of recently marathon Matt Smith's run to mm-hmm. kind of catch up in preparation for the new Doctor. Yeah. And uh, mostly because I had gone a long time without watching it. Mm-hmm. I, I watched them all a while ago and, and took a long break. And so kind of just catching up on this run has reminded me of all of the great moments uh, that has happened throughout the series, particularly uh, uh, David Tennant's run. Like yeah. the face of... Uh, crap, his name is slipping my mind now. The face of... The giant face. Right, right, right. Yeah. Uh, I can't remember his name yeah. either. His name's slipping my mind right yeah. now. Well, I mean, it's not it's not my fifth favorite show of all time, so I guess... Damn it! It makes sense that I wouldn't remember it. How dare you. <laughs> but yeah, like, the, the kind of the stuff surrounding that Find was, this. like, some of the best stuff. Yeah. 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 It was but, so great. I mean, for, like, geeky sci-fi fans, like, yeah, yeah that is that I mean, is kind of the show, at yeah. least right now. Yeah, and it's it can be a little bit cheesy at times and everything, um, but, yeah, it's it's just a really fun show, and I, I'm really getting a kick out of it, and I'm reluctant, but... The face of Bo. The face of Bo. See, I knew that. <laughs> um, but, yeah, I, I'm kind of reluctant to start the Matt Smith era, but... Not ready to let go of Tenant. Yeah. It was yeah. very emotional. Yeah. Now having gone through and like Matt Smith is done, I went back and watched all of the farewell episodes and that yeah. tenant one was yeah. so emotional. Yeah, so uh it's a good show. I'm gonna have to give Matt Smith a, a chance. Yeah. I'll pick it back up. Well, I mean I feel like you should finish watching it if only because it's your fifth favorite it show is. of it's all time. It's that good though. I, I mean four <laughs> seasons. It's pretty uh-huh. you know. Listen, if, if we're only judging by Ecclestone's run, it would obviously be number one for both of us. <laughs> right, yeah. He was great. I love that guy. <laughs> Um, but yeah, so Mike, what's your number five? Uh, my number five is one of those dramas that we've spoken about before as being on the Mount Rushmore of TV dramas. Yep. I was actually expecting a lot more of these to be on my list. <coughs> I actually, when I started forming my list, I, I came up with an exercise of just, what if I just didn't put any of them on my list? And mm-hmm. I realized I didn't really need to because they weren't going to kind of fall on mine. Uh-huh. But one of them certainly did, and that was The Wire. Yep. About the Baltimore drug trade and then mm-hmm. from the perspective of drug dealers police officers the press they basically over the course of the five seasons take a look at different institutions yeah. involved in the baltimore area 
centering around the drug trade and poverty, and, and those are, you know, education, the media, actual people working the corners, like yep. the police. They really kind of focus on all these different aspects and provide a really fleshed out picture of what this is. And mm-hmm. if I think for a lot of people, it, it had a way of humanizing drug dealers mm-hmm. and seeing that, you know, the struggle that they go through and mm-hmm. this is not, you know, this isn't a life that people choose because it's the easy way out. It's because it's not there's not a lot of other options for these people mm-hmm. who, are, who are, you know, kind of forced into that. Yeah. Uh, it was really incredibly, I think, the most well-written drama of all time, in my opinion. Man, definitely. Uh, the reason it's not higher, I guess, is, uh, and, and the thing that it kind of lacks that these other kind of big Mount Rushmore dramas has is is acting. In, mm-hmm. in that show, they use a lot of first-time actors. Right. A lot of people, there were a lot of people in that show who were, were actually you know, former drug dealers right. in, in the Baltimore area, people who kind of reformed and, and became actors. And and it, you can kind of see that in yeah. the show, but I think the overall message of themes and, and the writing makes up for it to such a degree that obviously it made my my list. Yeah, it's an incredible show. And, yeah. uh, you know, a lot of people say that it's kind of like a, one of the most realistic kind yeah. of uh, portrayals of, of, you know, uh, street crime and, uh, and all that stuff. Yeah, certainly a lot more realistic than it's ever been portrayed prior to that. Right, yeah. And really since. I mean, I don't, I don't know if anybody's really kind of carried the torch in that mm-hmm. sense. Yeah, so it's, it's a yeah, totally amazing show. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, so, Mike, uh, you're number four. My number four, we're going to go right to me again for number yes. four. Well, number four is a little unorthodox choice, uh-huh. and it might be a bit controversial. Mm-hmm. But it's Late Night with Conan O'Brien. Yeah. Now, I know what you're thinking. This is an interview show. It's not really a, you know, I don't know if, if it was what we were thinking of when we when we said we were going to do our top five TV shows. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it's also, a, it was a lot of scripted material. I mean, this is an hour-long show when at least 30 minutes of every show was scripted material. Yeah. Skits and, right. and, and obviously his monologue and all that stuff. And it's a really important show in my life because it... I'm going to, I should clarify, I'm referring to Late Night with Conan O'Brien. It's Conan O'Brien's run on uh, Late Night after The Tonight Show. Right. So before he hosted before he hosted The Tonight Conan. Show. Or, and, and or Conan. his new yeah. show, Conan. Yeah. And it hit me at a time, like, when I in my formative years, I would describe them as. You know, uh-huh. when I was a young kid and he was starting out. And he was, like, so raw and right. so, so unorthodox yeah. compared to other talk shows. Because he didn't have the background that those other talk show hosts had, he wasn't mm-hmm. he wasn't a stand up comic. He was a writer. Yep. And I, I feel like the comedy they were doing at that time defined my sense of humor mm-hmm. as I've developed it. You know. Yeah. And and I really like you know, yeah. I, I you know I can't say I'm proud of my sense of humor because I you know it, it's 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 but it's who I am. You know. Right. It's, I can't disassociate <laughs> it of myself to like say whether it's good or bad. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, you know it's part of who I am. So this show kind of helped mold me. I, yeah, I totally. And so agree. I have to have it in my I, my top five. I totally feel the same way, and I was a little surprised when you said you were going to have it in your top five. It never uh, even crossed my mind, uh, but I feel exactly the same way. You know, um, yeah, you know, it's you know at that point in time when you're kind of like trying to figure out what kind of a person you are because you're like yeah. a teenager, you know, and you're you're building your personality, you're figuring things out, and then like yeah, Conan O'Brien was just one of those things that kind of really. Uh, struck with my personality too and my sense of humor. Yeah, and, and that's why I love watching it every single night too. Uh-huh. You know, and it's like 
I I lost a lot of sleep over you know watching the episodes <laughs> and and missed a lot of you know uh, missed the school bus a lot the next day and everything uh, but it's totally worth it because yeah it's totally hilarious. Uh, yeah, when you're a kid, you have a lot of like influences. It, yeah. it, a lot of it's not your choice. A lot of it's like your parents are putting us on, uh, or there'll be like a, a DVD or something that they put in, or in that case, a VHS. Yeah, <laughs> and you put it in, you watch it, or you watch movies over and over again. And then the, the, it seems like this show was one of the first things for me that like felt like it was mine. Yeah, you know, like my parents didn't get it; right. they, didn't, they didn't think it was funny at all. Uh-huh. But I thought it was genius, and it was, so it was like kind of like my thing. You know, and like you mentioned too, like Conan O'Brien was a former writer too, so like he, that definitely benefited the show too because he has a, he had a history, a long history of. Of you know doing a lot of comic writing and everything yeah. for Saturday Night Live and the great Simpsons. comic writing. Yeah. So yeah, like and to give this guy, I mean, obviously, Lauren Michaels knows talent when he sees it. Yeah, for Lauren Michaels to be, take this the most guy, powerful man in Hollywood right, right now, to <laughs> in just television, take him from behind the camera to you know in front of yeah. the camera. It was and, a big chance, and for them to stick with him when during the first few years of that show, like it was not working for mm-hmm. a big audience. <laughs> It like it, I think it like got to us true believers at that point yeah. and indoctrinated us, right. but it wasn't like wildly popular. He gained popularity as it went yeah. along. What was some of your favorite skits? Do you remember anything? Oh well, I posted one recently on Facebook. Like yeah. my favorite skit, which pops into my head, or sketch, which uh-huh. pops into my head at least once a week since the first time it aired. So like years uh-huh. is the uh, the ginger the dog one. Ginger the dog. Oh, is that the one where he shoots? Yeah. Oh, yeah. No, Ginger, right? Yeah, yeah. it's a guy. Oh, there's yeah. a guy in a dog. A guy in one of those protective dog training suits. Uh-huh. Yeah, and, yeah, and, yeah. And he's standing there with Conan, and the guy, the trainer, the dog trainer, is explaining to him that the suit can withstand five thousand pounds of bite pressure, and there's uh-huh. no danger there. And they're like, "All right, let's do this." And they look at the dog, and they're shocked, and say, "Ginger, no!" And it turns out the dog had a gun. And he <laughs> he the shot guy. the guy. Yeah. And it's it's like that kind of absurdist humor. Yeah. That yeah, like that's what I mean. Like it shaped my sense of humor. Like, right. I, like that's what comedy is. Yeah. And the masturbating bear. The uh, yeah, the famous and pimp bot. <laughs> like all these classic. Yeah. Amy Poehler too as Andy. As Andy's Andy sister. Richter, Andy Richter's sister, yeah. And if you think about the writing staff, like Robert Smigel, another guy who came over from SNL and who is Insult, the Triumph, or Triumph, the Insult comic dog. Yeah. He was one of the head writers. Yep. If you look at that early writing staff, mm. it was Louis C.K. Yep. It was, uh, what's his name? Saul Goodman from right. Breaking yeah. Bad. Yeah. Uh, crap, his name slipped my yeah, mind. Yeah, yeah. But who would then go on to do Mr. Show, which is another like seminal comedy show. Mm-hmm. So like that, if you look at that that like original writing cast, for, it was like a murderer's row. Yeah, comedian. it was pretty... Yeah, pretty talented crew there. Great number four, man. Um, so my number four, speaking of Amy, Amy Poehler, mm-hmm. is uh, Parks and Recreation. Parks and Rec. Now, I know this is a more recent show and everything, but I swear, this this show is just pretty incredible. Like, this show brings so much joy to my life. Uh-huh. It really does. It's, uh, you know, really hilarious. This has a whole bunch of really great characters, um, great actors, you know, Nick Offerman, Aziz Ansari, uh, Audrey Plaza, Chris Platt, like... Chicago's own Nick Offerman. Yeah, Nick, like, just such an incredible show. And if Dan Harmon would have remained with Community last season, maybe that would be in uh-huh. this spot. But uh, <laughs> Five years of uninterrupted brilliance. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, but nevertheless, you know, it's an incredible show, great characters, uh, super funny. Yeah. And, uh, like, I, 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 so many laugh-out-loud moments... Every episode is just great. I look yeah, forward it's a, to it. it's a, I'm a huge Amy Poehler fan, and yeah. as you said, great cast. Mm-hmm. And a, a show that actually, surprisingly, like, got better as it went along. As they kept adding yeah. new cast members, and right. the, the new cast members like improved the show, which is 
That's what I was worried about that too when they were introduced. Um, Adam Scott, Adam Scott, yeah, and Rob Lowe, and Rob Lowe. But like, uh, like, like shockingly, because like, where did Rob Lowe come from? Yeah, before that? yeah. And where had he been? Yeah, for the last decade, right? But man, they totally fit in, and yeah, yeah, just yeah, definitely became a, another great part. And of that show really kind of fits the the character of Amy Poehler because of her comedy style. Is yeah. it, it's it's not as acerbic as as we usually see among like new and alternative comedy type stuff. Yeah. It has like a really, it's kind of like a soft edge to it and it's very like kind hearted. Right. The humor. Yeah. Uh-huh. And so they're always, they're always able to keep it like very, it, it never feels mean. Right. And you know what? It kind of like did, I think it succeeded more in those areas where the office yeah. kind of tried And it's from to... a lot, it, it started off as like a direct spinoff of the office or yeah. like a, a kind of, it's from the people who did The Office, a lot of the same people, mm. and and it was like a, a copy of The Office almost, mm. and then it evolved obviously into its yeah, own thing. Yeah, and it became something way better than The Office. Yeah. but you know, yeah, it's it's a just pretty fantastic show. So that was my number four, and my number three is old one, an older show from the nineties, a classic show, a very classic show, and that Vintage. is Roseanne. Roseanne. Yes. You know, like I said, it's a very iconic show, and it's one of those shows that kind of push the boundaries by discussing very sensitive topics, Mm -hmm. you know, Um, on national television, too. You know, they talked about, uh, you know, teen sex, physical abuse, menstrual cycles. You know, Mm -hmm. it's like the first time they, like, people have really seen that kind of stuff on television, you know? Yeah. And, uh, you know, she wasn't afraid to bring those kinds of, Real life issues, you know, into the public, mm. uh, into the public's attention, while also being, you know, really hilarious mm. and, you know, very smart and entertaining at the yeah. same time, you know, and and really kind of honest. It always felt really honest, and we've seen shows yeah. in the past, like something like Married with Children or something, that uh, will show, you know, quote unquote low class people, and that's kind of the joke. Whereas that show showed people who were lower, lower, you know, in the lower income bracket, right? But it was never exploitative. It was always a very honest portrayal and there was never any it wasn't the, the joke wasn't that they were poor or didn't have a lot mm-hmm. uh, the joke was just everyday life the things yeah. that kind of come about it never it never tried to like take the dignity from the character so to speak yeah yeah it, that's, that's I think one of the reasons why it connected with me so much and my family you know is because like we would it was just every single time there was an uh, episode on we were all get together me and my siblings it was just one of our favorite shows growing up and everything so even when I think about the show it reminds me of of being young and you know be, spending time with my siblings mm. you know because we all just totally dug it and it's just one of our favorite shows my whole family is just from growing up you know and yeah it's just it's incredible it's really funny I obviously there was it totally fell off the cliff in the end uh-huh. but, as most shows do <laughs> yeah, yeah definitely but man those first several seasons of the show were just pretty incredible mm. really funny so yeah that was my number three and we're moving on to your your number three to my number three well my number three is again two picks in a row a little bit outside of the box it's not in the, in the kind of same mold as a regular kind of scripted show even though it is scripted and that would be Saturday Night Live uh, you know, obviously the long running from the 70s mm-hmm. sketch comedy show, Saturday Night. It's currently the highest rated show on NBC. Is it really? Yeah, even though it's on like super late, like 11.30 East Coast time. Wow. Yeah, it's it's like the flagship still of NBC. Yeah. The, the last kind of shining star in NBC's uh-huh. faltering ratings. <laughs> yeah. uh, 
But yeah, I mean, obviously, the show that has, as Eddie Murphy famously referred to it, the Harvard of comedy, uh-huh. that <laughs> the, 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 the income of the people it has produced. Mm-hmm. If you think of the people who have kind of defined comedy in television and movies over the last 20 years, mm-hmm. most of them are like SNL alumni yeah. as writers or performers. Definitely. You know, obviously, the original cast, which was incredible you know you know bill murray and and chevy chase so you know like comedy legends and and uh from season one yeah dan Aykroyd. dan dan Aykroyd. yeah just like you know the the kind of the the elder statesman of comedy and and, you know eddie murphy and steve martin too steve Steve martin actually that's actually it's something that people always think of him as an original cast member it's because he hosted twice in the first season okay and then would come on all the time uh yeah so it's kind of like it's it's like one of the things that he was just always on yeah and he had recurring characters (laughs) even though he wasn't like a cast member he was pretty much a cast member yeah, but like everybody, like from today, Will Ferrell, and you know, look at the the, the top shows as you said, uh, Parks and Recreation. Yeah. Those are SNL people. Mm-hmm. Amy Poehler, you know, Thirty Rock. Those are SNL people. Tina Fey. Yeah. yeah. So every show, like Brooklyn Nine Nine, we saw, you know, pick up two, two Golden, uh, Globes. Golden Globes, and you know, that's a show made by Saturday Night Live people, yeah. starring you know a Saturday Night Live kid, Andy you know? Samberg. Yeah. So like, it is the show that it goes. It's like the the factory where all of these great comedians are produced. Mm-hmm. And for me, while some people debate the level of quality it has maintained over the years, for mm-hmm. me it's always been it's always been tops. You know, you you look back, you tend to look back on the cast that people didn't like at the time mm-hmm. and remember how great they were in only in retrospect. Like yeah. there was an Adam Sandler cast that people didn't like, but you know, Adam Sandler that was awesome. You go back and watch those sketches, and you love them. Oh yeah, in definitely. retrospect, with the Adam Sandler cast, uh, yeah, Chris Adam Farley, Sandler, Chris Farley. Um, um, who else was it? David Chris Spade Rock was on it. Chris Rock was on it for a time. Yeah. yeah, yeah, definitely. So, like, I mean, obviously, these are the people who've gone on to like kind of define comedy in a large, in generally speaking, you know. Yeah. And yeah. so, yeah, it's, it's it is for me my number three show. Yeah, it's pretty. It's, good it's one. one of the shows. I mean, for me, I mean, we're talking all time TV shows. All of these shows are, you know, extremely spicy. Like, parsing between them is so difficult. And for me, this could, you know, it could be number one. Uh-huh. But it's number, it just happened to be number three for me. It's, I, st- I don't think it's as good as before, but they have a few gems here yeah, and there. That's what everybody says. <laughs> but, I, you know, uh, did you watch the recent one with Jimmy Fallon and Justin Timberlake? I did. Yeah. I, and I've never been a fan of, of Justin Timberlake on yeah. SNL. I'd have probably spoken to you about this before. Yeah. I always felt like... Because he's so what charming. Yeah. He's so charming that he just kind of gets by on his charm when he's out there. That he could stand on stage and sing and everyone will ooh and ah and right. the crowd will be crazy. You said something before. He though. won me over in the last one though. I've like, I've come around. He was good. He was good in there. Um, I liked when he was playing Jimmy Fallon. And yeah. like the Family Feud thing. Do you remember that? When he, when uh, Jimmy Fallon was playing. Yeah, uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that, he was really, that was really <laughs> funny. Um, but you said something before how Justin Timberlake thinks... He sees himself as someone. Oh, yeah. Someone. That's Joseph Gordon-Levitt. Yeah, yeah, I said, yeah. I feel like Joseph Gordon-Levitt is who Justin Timberlake thinks yeah. he is. <laughs> yeah, that's true. That's true. Like, he's very self-aware. Yeah. Like, you know? Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Yeah. It's like, it's like that, that Bill Simmons always says about Will Smith, how Will Smith calculated his entire career. Yeah. Like, that's, I feel like that way about Justin Timberlake. I feel like Justin Timberlake is always aware of how you're seeing him. Yeah, yeah. And so he plays into that. You can tell. You yeah. can tell, too. 
But anyway, whereas Joseph Gordon-Levitt yeah. is just winging it, and he's awesome. Right, exactly. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, um, we digress there. Um, anyways, again, <laughs> um, Kristen Wiig, like everybody. Oh yeah, of course, and then yeah, yeah. Kristen Wiig. And every time somebody leaves, Molly Shannon, uh, yeah. the new host of their uh, Weekend Update. Mm. Her name is slipping my mind now. Yeah. The next Kristen Wiig. I'm yeah. putting it out there. Really? She's yeah, she's she's really good. She's pretty pretty. You know, the whole cast actually is not bad. It's a there good are some cast. Really good That's guys what I'm saying. Um, and now that they finally have a black female, they can you know start spread you know spreading <laughs> spreading their uh, wings a little. In these, what <laughs> yeah. characters they include? Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, that was your number three, that number and three. that takes us to your number two. My number two is The Simpsons. Now this is like this. This kind of closes out that trio for me. Obviously, Conan O'Brien, Saturday Night Live, and The Simpsons. Conan O'Brien was a writer for all three of those shows. Yeah, obviously mm-hmm. uh, for Conan O'Brien, obviously. But yeah, he yeah. started out as a writer on Saturday Night Live, or I think he may have started out as a writer on The Simpsons. Yeah, and right. then he he moved to Saturday Night Live, and then mm-hmm. he got his own show. But those three shows, The Simpsons, The Simpsons was at once really funny and really poignant. Mm-hmm. And subversive, and challenging, and it was—it was everything. <clears throat> We're talking like from like its third season to its seventh or eighth season, mm-hmm. where it was like every episode was gold. And yes. they, you know, it, those are the episodes people think of when they think of The Simpsons. Mm-hmm. And again, you know, with Saturday Night Live and Conan O'Brien was the show that kind of you know crafted my sense of humor mm-hmm. and kind of in a sense who I am you know yeah. uh, I, I, I love it it's it was, you know I noticed you put it on your list uh, before my, yeah my as top being 10 in your like yeah. 5 to 10 yeah uh, it was my number 9 but it could have easily yeah it could have been higher too yeah a little surprise a little yeah, surprise yeah. given yeah. what a classic it is but yeah it is I'll a, put the Simpsons up against anything uh, definitely another iconic show yeah mm-hmm. and I think like if you watch a lot of those earlier episodes now as an adult, mm-hmm. you know, I think you will be able to interpret a lot of things differently too, you know? Like you uh-huh. said, it's, yeah, there's definitely a lot of underlying kind of messages throughout each episode too, you know? Uh-huh. Was, uh, I, was, I saw one recently. It was one when uh, when Bart gets a, goes to a, the Indian casino and has a vision of his future and it's Lisa as the president uh-huh. and he's her dirtbag brother. Yeah. And there's a scene where he's at Camp David and he says, all right, everybody, we need to come up with an idea. And when we're done, we could look at Bill Clinton's porn. And I was like, I, I, when I watched it, did I even register what porn was? Like, I don't remember right. that. Exactly. There's a lot of adult humor. I don't remember don't him saying that. Like, I can't believe he said that. It's yeah. a children's show. Yeah, yeah, But, yeah, like it. And I was like, you know, the, uh, the songs and the characters probably might like, the Lisa, It's Your Birthday pops into my head all the time. Oh, yeah, yeah. Like, definitely. For the yeah, Michael Jackson of... episode. Yeah. <laughs> oh, of course, yeah. Yeah, a lot, a lot, of, a lot of good stuff. A lot of uh, many memorable moments and episodes and characters i think they're gonna live on for a long time even after the show's over yeah i mean the show's still going on i haven't yeah. watched it in a long time it's supposed to end though right so is it i, I don't yeah i'm pretty sure it's gonna end real soon. from what i've heard it's not bad it's just not you know it's not quote-unquote the simpsons right all right so that brings us to my number two and my number two is another recent show that recently finished and up breaking bad show we've discussed at great length right so i'm not gonna <laughs> spend too much time on it but yeah breaking bad obviously uh, we talked about it. We had like a, a series finale episode. Um, just just post pounding drama, uh, incredible acting, fantastic writing and directing. Every episode was kind of like a short film in itself, and especially f- like reasons for reasons we mentioned before how they get really accomplished directors. Mm-hmm. You know, for for a lot of these uh, for a lot of the episodes, and 
yeah, it was just a really well constructed show overall. Yeah, you know, and the um, best acting I think of any show, seriously. of any TV drama ever. I, TV drama, exactly. Yeah, it's just an incredible, incredible show. And I, I'm pretty sure, did it win a Golden Globe last night for best TV drama? Uh, yeah, it did. yeah, it did. And, and Brian Cranston, Cranston won his first Golden Globe. Yeah, amazingly. which is ridiculous, but he should yeah. win more. But but yeah, so the show's over and uh, finished earlier. Well, last year and. Uh, my number two. So uh, that brings us to my number one. Number one. The and difference. my number one is a show you just mentioned as your number five, The Wire. The Wire. So, you know, The Wire is just, I just second everything you said before. And I like to describe it as a sophisticated crime drama. Mm-hmm. You know, it's not too flashy. doesn't try too hard. It was, like I said, it was very realistic, quote unquote. Mm-hmm. And, you know, amazing writing and just... One of those episodes that you have to pay, or one of those shows you have to pay attention to, you know, every single scene because yeah. every single scene is very valuable to the story. Mm-hmm. Uh, the dialogue is extremely important, and I just love the way every every storyline kind of ties into each other. And like, because like you said, you cover so many different, you know, spectrums of of the city of Baltimore and everything mm-hmm. going on around there, but everything always just ties into each other. Uh, you know, like the politics, the the street crime, and just you know the the policing, everything, it, it all, it all kind of connects, and, and, yeah, that's just, uh, that's just an incredible job. David Simon, who's a, the creator of the show, um, head writer and everything, um, did former did a, journalist in the former ball, ju- journalist, area. yeah, and yeah, I think, I, I think what kind of separates that in some ways from something like Breaking Bad, which is also you know a spectacularly great show, yeah, uh, I, I feel like The Wire was very much trying to say something was trying to get something across to its audience about mm. our country, about mm. the world we live in, yeah. and trying to change our minds and trying to like trying to make you want to change this country for the better. Yeah. So it, it had it had a message. Yeah. And it it very cleverly kind of gave you the candy with your medicine mm-hmm. of a really interesting crime drama mm-hmm. to go along with that. Yeah. Uh but I feel like it was really trying to say something about our country and something that needed to be said. Frankly. Absolutely, yeah, definitely, um, and that's what kind of David Simon tends to do, mm-hmm. you know. And it, especially if you've read his writing outside of the show, it's, it's yeah, it's fantastic. Yeah, and like Treme, that's another one of those shows too. That, yeah, that he created. That's also on HBO. Mm-hmm. But yeah, he's just a really talented guy, and and one of the first kind of dramas that have that had a short run. Mm-hmm. And had a complete run. It's five seasons long. Yeah, five seasons. And it has a beginning, middle, and end yep. as a series. Which most series, you know, prior to that would just kind of keep going until they got bad, as you mentioned before. Mm, right. And then just kind of die off. Yeah. Uh, whereas this one was kind of, it, it never really had the ratings while it was on. And so HBO kind of kept it on as a prestige show. They let him kind of finish his arc. Mm-hmm. But now you see that, like, now that's the thing. You mm-hmm. see Breaking Bad only went, you know, five seasons, right? Right. I mean, five seasons, the last season was like a split. Two-parter. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so that was like an extra half season. Yeah. Like five and a half, really. Uh-huh. Uh, yeah, but it's like a limited run that once you get to where that character or those that, that set of characters should go, you mm-hmm. end it. And we're seeing it now with like Boardwalk Empire. Boardwalk Empire now yeah, they're gonna be next season soon. is going to yeah. be our last season. Mm-hmm. So I think that's like a really important mm-hmm. step for television dramas. Mm-hmm. The idea that you can start a show and do something with a character knowing the end is in sight. Like yeah. having kind of knowing where you're going to take this character and how you're going to end yep. with this story. Mm-hmm. And I think that provides just better story throughout. Yeah. 
the, the like, it, it allows you to kind of to kind of do more interesting things with your characters because you know where you're going in the end. Yeah. Not something like where I feel like Lost, which uh-huh. is you know another one of those like very held held in very high regard shows. Yeah. Uh, where you can tell they were kind of like they were just writing and like they got well, picked up. They didn't know when they were going to get picked up. And they got picked exactly. up on the season, so they started writing themselves in a different corner and they just ignored that stuff and moved on to the next thing. And, yeah. And just to like to defend Lost real quick. No. Um, well, yeah. I don't, I don't mean to pick on Lost. <laughs> no, it's no, no, like no. every other. I, show. I totally get it, but but yeah. Because it kind of, you know, it's a good example because Lost, I believe, was only supposed to last three seasons. Mm. And, you know, the writers found out that they've extended it for an extra three seasons. Mm. And then I think that's why when you watch the show, uh, you kind of understand why the last three seasons were really not so great and not so tight in the story. Yeah, they were kind of like coming up with it on the fly. Yeah, because it was like, oh, shit, okay. Because if you watch it, like, it could have ended in season three. Uh But, but yeah, like, definitely the last three seasons, it just kind of, like, yeah, it it didn't close a lot of the things that they started in the second half of the series. You know, they introduced a bunch of a bunch of storylines and all these things, but they never wrapped them up Yeah, like Sawyer jumping over that shark, I still don't get it. What? <laughs> but yeah, happy uh, days reference. So so yeah, like you said, um, shows like The Wire and Breaking Bad definitely benefited from knowing when they were going to end, and you know, be you know, so they can actually close out all the storylines. Yeah, you know, in a very satisfactory way. Yeah, yeah. So which is like that is now the trend. Yeah, yeah. So it's a great trend that yeah. TV shows are picking up on. Um, so yeah, that was my number one, The Wire, amazing show. And Mike, what's that your number? Close out my number one, which I stand by, mm-hmm. Seinfeld. Yeah. Oh, uh, you notice mine is very comedy heavy. Uh, I only have one drama. That was The Wire, so it is. <laughs> I guess our two our two dramas kind of sync up because that yeah. was my number one as well. Uh-huh. Uh, but yeah, Seinfeld. Seinfeld is the greatest sitcom ever. Uh. It's brilliant. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Yeah, it's crazy to me that it's not on your list. The, I I love Seinfeld. Uh, I really do. You're right. It is. A, yeah, a great great show. I've iconic. Seen, iconic. Yes. Absolutely. But yeah, I don't know. It, just... I've seen every episode of Seinfeld at least three times, mm-hmm. probably four times, five times. Because I I still watch the reruns. I'll get home and I'll click on you know TBS or Seinfeld's on, <laughs> yeah. and it's it's like it's every episode I've seen them so many times and yeah. they're still hilarious. Yeah, they they are pretty funny. Yeah, and they say repetition is the death. Of, like repetition is the death of magic, and mm-hmm. they say that applies to comedy as well. You hear a joke the second time and it's not as funny. Mm-hmm. You hear a premise the second time and it's not as funny. Mm-hmm. Somehow this show manages to hold up. Yeah, it is still pretty funny. Especially as they got into the later seasons and started, or, you know, after they got through their first few seasons and really started to weave their B and C plots into the A plot. Yeah. Where everything kind of, like, came in and out, you know, every kind of turned in and out itself. Yeah. Yeah, it was a brilliant show. It is the best written comedy, you know, the greatest ensemble comedy. It's the best sitcom yeah. ever. Yeah, it's a, it's a pretty great show. Uh, yeah. <laughs> it's, it's an honorable mention for me. It's an honorable yeah. mention. It is pretty great, though. <laughs> um, so, yeah, um, do you want to do honorable mentions or emails first? Uh, we could do, well, we can do some emails because probably honorable mentions are going to come up in there right. as well. Okay, so we're going to start uh, read some of the emails that we got for uh, you know people's top fives. Um, we're going to start with Pauline. Um, her number five. A friend of the show. A friend of the show. Her <laughs> number five is the real L word. The, the, the L word. Not but, the real well, L you word. put the real Edward. L word. I think that's what she wrote, right? Oh, that might then it might be the real L word if that's what she wrote. Yeah, the real. L no, word. the L word. I just copied and pasted, man. I don't know where you get this real. Well, from. it says the real L word. <laughs> Anyways, 
The real no, it was the L word. <laughs> Wait, there's some kind of mix up with her list because I'm looking at her number one and number five. The real world, maybe. Oh, okay. Is that what you meant to put on there? That's what I copied and pasted. I'm I'm putting hey, all the blame hey, on her. I'm showing you this right here. I'm showing you the email right here. Okay. The real L word. <laughs> all right. So the real world. Probably. Possibly the real world. Five. Possibly the real um, L word. So, so there her, might be two L words. I don't yeah, know. I don't know. Uh, her number four is Orange is the New Black. Orange is the New Black. Great show. Great show. New um, this season. Yeah, Grey's Anatomy. A little early for me to get into my top right. five, but I'll respect her choices. Yeah, definitely. Grey's Anatomy is her number three. Number two is Friends. Friends, a classic. classic. I see, for me, Friends doesn't quite hold up. I watch the older ones. Yeah. Like, I see them come on every now and then, and I watch them, and they just seem so classic sitcom-y to me. Yeah. Maybe that's, for me, why Seinfeld no, holds I up, because it was funny. so unlike the other stuff that was on at the time that yeah. it was kind of timeless. Mm. But yeah, I mean, Friends actually, right now, is coming through like a resurgence, because it's, uh, it's on Netflix. Mm. So, like, a lot of, like, college people, college-age kids are watching it, just young whippersnappers. Uh-huh. <laughs> they're catching up on it and they're they're getting down in our jam. Yeah. Uh, her number one is the L word, and she said the L most... word, the fake L word. Is that like it? <laughs> she said most of her favorite shows have ended or been canceled. Uh, some runner-ups would be Roswell, Charmed, Will and Grace, and South of Nowhere. And many of her favorite shows have LGBT characters as leads. Definitely a theme. Yeah. Um, so next is Steven Rogers. Steve Rogers. Steve Rogers, Captain America. Uh, his number five is Greek and Gilmore Girls. Figured I get two since they are girly shows. Okay. Girly. <laughs> Gilmore Girls, like, that is my mom's all-time favorite show. Uh, like, probably it. that in Seinfeld. Uh, the, like, the writing was actually, it was, like, pretty snappy. And it was, it was, they had a lot of, like, indie musicians and mm-hmm. that would make a p- small appearances on that show. Really? Yeah, it's it's kind of crazy. You watch some of those episodes hmm. of the show, and you're like, "Oh my god, that guy is popping up!" Like, what is that guy doing on here? So, <laughs> okay. Yeah. So I mean, it's like for a girly show, it's pretty yeah. cool. All right. <laughs> <laughs> His number four is House. Number three, Big Bang Theory, the first three seasons. The Office, U.S. version, first four seasons, and his number one is Breaking Bad. Breaking Bad. Any thoughts on this list? Maybe we should just critique these lists. Every time <laughs> right? them. Um, Big Bang Theory, not a fan, but I did watch the entire series. So, oh yeah, so okay. So, <laughs> uh, so that says not a something. huge fan. It, it says something. it does say something. Is what okay. I'm saying. House, haven't seen that yet. Though I've I've caught a few episodes, and it's actually really good. Like just out of order, just kind of like at a buddy's uh, house, watched it a couple times. House is um, essentially it's essentially an adaptation of Sherlock Holmes. Ah. Uh, it's just he's sense. a doctor. Yeah. In this case. And uh, honorable mentions are Lost, It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia, and South Park. South Park the uh, South Park is one of those, like, for me, honorable mentions. They're 17 seasons in, and I was watching this season. What? South yeah. Park? 17 seasons. What? Is that insane? Is that, I that feel insane? so old all of a sudden. Yeah. Like, I cannot believe it's 17 seasons. But 17 seasons in, and wow. I was watching the episodes yeah. and, like for this past season, and they're great. Yeah. It's it's unbelievable that they're still. As I did not like them uh, when it first came out no. and everything. Just not my because you were thing. a square. <laughs> but I have yeah, a lot of people have been, you know, just praising the show. It's great. And, recently, and, uh, so. On Christmas Eve, they had a uh, marathon of all of their Christmas shows mm-hmm. or a selection of their Christmas shows, yeah. and like it, it surprised me how like how much affection I have for those Christmas shows. How like. Yeah. I, I remember them with such fondness. Yeah, I, yeah, I definitely got to give that show another chance. I'm going to try to start it sometime. Yeah, it's um, on. I think it's on Netflix. You can just go back and watch the series. It's, yeah, it's great. 
Alright, so another email here is from Rebecca Martinez. Her number five is Dexter minus the sucky ending. <laughs> I gave up on that show like a couple Yeah. I, I've ago. seen the first five seasons, I believe. The first couple seasons were really good. Yeah, they were great. Uh, Law and Order SVU. Wow, well, yeah. No Law and Order anywhere. Yeah, Law and Order, I mean... It's like, I, I just thought about that. It's a staple. It's like... Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's, good. it's a good one. It's like um, just one of those shows that you always expect to be on. Like, yeah. It's like, you know... Yep, and number three, Pretty Little Liars. Um, AMC Family. Number two, Full House. Classic old one. Mm-hmm. Uh, and number one, I Love Lucy. Very classic. Yeah. That's, that's a, kind of a turn there, going from Pretty Little Liars to like two of the iconic classic shows. Yeah. Like, I Love Lucy is one of the most important sitcoms oh, in, in history. Yeah. Lucille Ball, right? No, wait. <laughs> yes, Lucille Ball. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. I don't know why I second guess myself. No, it was um, starring, I Love Lucy starring Pat Fitzsimmons. <laughs> Uh, then we got one from Martin Gomez. Um, top five in no particular order. Boo. <laughs> Man up. Uh, the Wire, which talk about Breaking Bad, The Sopranos. Sopranos, which didn't make our list, but obviously, as I referenced yeah. before, the kind of the Mount Rushmore of, yeah. of TV dramas. Yeah. Lost and Seinfeld. A man of taste. Hey, he just bashed him, but okay. Uh, <laughs> I'm says, assuming, I'm putting that as his number one. Since he didn't have the guts to order his list, I'm ordering it for him. Okay. I looked, I would, I don't know, I see it kind of in reverse, but he said, there's a ton of shows I've yet to watch that might be better and some can swap out, like Sons of Anarchy, which is really good. He said, I tried to watch Doctor Who, but he hates it. Uh-huh. And he says the nerds will probably try to kill him for saying that. You know what, though? Like, uh, I'm a Doctor Who fan, and I can totally see hating it. Uh uh, okay. I can totally see hating. It. I mean, I guess if you don't like sci-fi and stuff. Yeah, I like. Yeah. It's like <laughs> for me yeah. that show. I watch it and then I think like that's not. It's not great, uh-huh. but I love it. Yeah. It's like like we've we've had this discussion before about the fact that it ends like every episode seems to end in a Deus Ex Machina. Uh-huh. It's like it just kind of comes out of nowhere. Yeah, like, yeah, oh, I forgot, yeah. I forgot my screwdriver does this thing yeah. and the screwdriver that does everything. Yeah. Like, but yeah. I just—it's one of those shows where it's like, since it's so earnest and it's so sweet, uh-huh. and it's got like a really charming sense of humor, you know, I yeah. love it. All right, well, but I can get hating it. Okay, so the last <laughs> one—the <one, laughs> last one—is from Ivana Terrible. I don't know, Mike, why you wrote that on there? Because um, he has a very strong name. I forgot uh, how to add that. Yeah, that was from, I've, from Ivan the Terrible. From Ivan. All right, so his uh, his Ivan. number. Ivan, Ivan. His number five is. 24 and Dexter couldn't decide a flip a coin. I flip a coin, it came up 24. Okay. All right. So 24 <laughs> is number five. Uh, his number four is The Office. Number three, Fringe, which is another really good sci fi show. Um, two is Lost and one, Breaking Bad. So the trend here we're seeing is Breaking Bad is on pretty much, well, a lot of these lists. A lot of Breaking Bad. I don't know if that is recency bias, that mm. people just have it fresh in their mind. Yeah. But, or, uh, but it, I mean, it's a legitimately great show. Oh, so actually, I can't take anything away from it. Yeah, the last one I just got here is The Wire, uh, Sons of Anarchy, The Shield, Friends, and Breaking Bad at number one. That's from John. From John. From John Browning. John Browning. John so, Browning mentioning The Shield. Yeah. Which is friend of the show, Jeff Kanata's favorite show. <laughs> friend of the show. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, uh, yeah, I mean that's that's one I I I watched. The first season of The Shield, mm-hmm. and I didn't really get into it. Yeah. But I hear it's after season two, it becomes incredible. 
Yeah. And then from that to the end, like, a lot of people who've seen that who've seen the entire run consider that like their favorite show of all time. So another show that uh, I haven't watched yet. Yeah, kind of um, missed out on that one. So honorable mentions, real quick: uh, X Men. That was my number ten when I made the top ten list. And Community. Community. I uh, love that show, and I, uh, you know, like I told, like I like to tell people, it's like one of those shows that really captures my personality as well. Mm. Love it. And what else is there? Lost mentioned that already. Uh, Fresh Prince of Bel Air. Fresh Prince of Bel Air. Thirty Rock. The sad, the passing of uh, Uncle Phil recently. Oh yeah. Mm. Pour one out for him. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Thirty Rock. One of the great. Yeah. One of the for me one of the great shows of all time. Yeah, it's it's amazing. It's a really damn good show. Um, Six Feet Under is another show that we haven't really talked about. I might have talked about it on a solo cast before. Yeah. Uh-huh. Or no, actually, we did talk about it before in a really, a really earlier episode. That's a great show. Never seen it, but it's yeah, it's another yeah, one that I've heard from people. Very, I respect. very good. It's great. Um, Band of Brothers, a miniseries, ten episodes, but it was fantastic. Band of Brothers, World War Two, yeah, incredible. Band of Brothers, yeah, that was a great, great, great show. And Three's Company, and the follow-up Pacific was also very good. Um, Not quite as good, but yeah. but very good. Yeah, Three's Company. Three's Company. Another. That seems very random in, in the, the <laughs> things you've selected. It is. But, like, actually, uh, you know, when, when I was making this list, there was also a lot of comedy in my list, too, which I was really surprised. Uh-huh. You know, like, I was kind of surprised that, you know. Because you're such a dour person. <laughs> no, just, like, wow. Like, there's <laughs> been a lot of comedy, like, a lot of uh, comedic shows that have really, you know, like, resonated with me throughout the years, I guess. Uh-huh. So, yeah, what are some of your honorable mentions? Uh, I don't know. Well, I lost my list a while ago. <laughs> so, so, like, just off the top of my head, there are shows that I have a great deal of affection for. Uh-huh. Uh, you know, a big one would be Firefly that we never oh, yes, mentioned of here. Course, yeah. And as, like, a sci-fi geek fan, mm. uh, like, for me, that, that holds the number one spot in that genre, I yeah. guess, over something like Doctor Who. Yeah. Doctor Who is a little sillier, of course. Right. It's and kind of the different different things, really. Yeah. And it only lasted one season, too, so that's It only lasted one season, but man, yeah, that's it, why burned, they make my it burned bright. Yeah, if it, if it would have lasted, like, maybe three seasons, it uh-huh. would have definitely been on my Probably list. A show that was seen a lot less than that, uh, mm-hmm. I would say, is, is also kind of a genre show, and that would be Pushing Daisies. Oh, yes, uh, yeah. Yeah, that was another one that only made it one season. Mm-hmm. Uh, but that was like a full, that was like a 20 season, a 20 episode run. Yeah. So that, there's a little more meat there about a, uh, a pie maker, a man who runs a pie shop where they only make pies, uh, where he has a gift or a curse where every time he touches something or somebody, they die. Mm. Uh, but if the second time he touches them, it brings them back to life. Yeah. And if he touches them again, they die. But every time he brings someone back to life, something else in the area dies. So mm-hmm. there's like this. Oh wow! There's yeah. It's like there's it's it's kind of like this, the undertone is very heavy and yeah. serious, but it's kind of light. And it has you know that that thing that I love, whimsy. Uh-huh. It's very whimsical. It's uh-huh. very colorful. It's almost like a fantasy world. You've seen like the people from that show kind of go on and do other things. You know, people who had bit characters. I know like one of them is like a teacher on Glee. Mm. Which is a show I'm not particularly fond of, but <laughs> but I, I respect, you know, it's regular work. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I, I really loved that show. And it was just kind of like the love story of this girl he grew up with, and he accidentally is responsible for the death of her father. Ooh. Man, you're giving away a bunch of this stuff. This is all, dude. like, early first episode. This is, like, <laughs> oh, first five okay. minutes of the series. Ah, uh, gotcha. All right. And then they're brought together. He brings her back to life, and then it's because... It, it, it starts this whole thing where he's in love with her, mm. and she's, like, kind of in love with him. But they can never ever touch each other because mm. if he touches her, she'll immediately die. Dang. It's really, yeah, it's really. I love. And it's that a guy show. from the fall, right? That, yeah, yeah it is a guy from the fall. Yeah, time. it's a, it's really, really. I, I love that show. I have such, cool, so much affection. For you it. know, I've, I've actually owned it for a 
couple years and I haven't watched it <laughs> well, long yeah. Get I around to, it. It's still wrapped up. I need to unwrap yeah, it. I, I, I can't talk. I have the uh, Kingdom of Heaven director's cut. Oh, that. my God. That's mine, isn't my it? DVD player that I've never it's, gotten around to watching. That's mine, too, isn't it? Yeah. I'll let you borrow that. Oh, you need to watch <laughs> that, man. Uh, but, yeah. Um, oh, you know what? We didn't even mention Game of Thrones at all. Isn't that crazy? We like, haven't. We, well, well, for me, uh, I mean, in the all-time discussion, yeah. I mean, that's like my favorite show, one of my favorite shows in recent years. Yeah. But, but all time, I, I, it can't break into that. Right, yeah. Yeah, for sure. I hear you on that. It's in my all-time favorite book series, if we're going to do oh, that. But we're not that kind of Of course, show. yeah. <laughs> but, yeah, so I think, yeah, that's pretty much it. Um, thank you, everyone, for sharing your lists. Uh, we really appreciate that. And if you ever want to email us, too, uh, a list of your, you know, one of your top five lists that we've talked about on the show, or just anything that we talk about, shows or, t- shows or movies, you can email us, podcast at somecinema.com. Like I said, you can find out all of our episodes on our website, somecinema.com, and on iTunes. You can follow us individually on Twitter, um, delopez23, that's T-H-E-L-O-P-Z-2-3, and Mike? You can find me at Mike Gonzalez, M-I-K-E-G-O-N-Z-A-L-E-Z. And we also have a Twitter account for the podcast, that's at somecinema. So uh, the song for this episode is actually going to be the Simpsons theme by Danny Elfman. That's about it, and uh, thanks for listening, and we'll talk to you later.